What is going on, guys? It's Derek with the inaugural episode of Gaming and Chill. So this is a new podcast that I am dedicating all to gaming, anime, Netflix, you know, everything like an introvert shut-in like me would enjoy. Because there's a lot of things on Netflix that's constantly being released that they don't have very good documentation. There is a lot more games that uh, I didn't even realize were coming out that completely, like, some of them are actually pretty good games, it looks like, for all intensive purposes. I've already made my commitments to game purchases for the next little while, but, you know, there's some pretty good ones coming out. And then uh, anime, I'm a pretty big fan. Anytime there's a new one coming up on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, I'm like, ooh, let me watch the first, you know, episode, two episodes, and it ends up, uh, start them, you know, never finish them. So, like I said, it's the inaugural episode, so I want to start off with some uh, Netflix, some new releases. So, for the week of April 15th through April 22nd, on the 16th, you've got How to Get Away with Murder, Season 2. So, if you've already seen Season 1, rest your weary eyes, Season 2 is going to be on Netflix as of, I believe it's tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, Saturday, April the 16th. On the 17th, you get Lost Girls Season 5 and The Messengers Season 1. So if you're a big Lost Girls fan, awesome. I have never seen a single episode nor even heard of this show along with The Messengers. But hey, if that's your jive, go for it. And on the 22nd, you got Catching the Sun and Patton Oswald Talking for Clapping. I have never heard of either one of those. Um... I'm not a humongous movie, well, I'm a humongous movie file. I'll watch pretty much anything that's on Netflix, and gosh, the number of movies I'm going out to see this summer alone is staggering. But hey, that's not the point of this podcast. However, I can recommend another podcast run by a really good friend of mine, the Film Slate Podcast. Yes, that's right, we're not even 20 minutes into this, I am already shamelessly plugging another podcast, but that is because I actually really love it, and they dedicated a whole episode to Star Wars, so I mean, can you go wrong with Star Wars? If you say, well yeah, you, you can go wrong with Star Wars, get out, get out now. <laughs> For those of you who did stick around, congratulations. Um, so yeah, this week it seems a little weak on the Netflix, um, so I'll probably continue my binge on The Flash and Gotham, gotta catch up on those, on a large recommendation for my brother. I am super behind, I've not even finished season one of The Flash, so that's up there, and so is Gotham last time I checked. So, if you're into the DC comic book heroes, give it a watch. Um... Um, but then again, I'm also really like the large majority of Netflix users, and I have a bunch of series started, like I've got The Office, I've got, gosh, so many series started that I can't even really think of any, Knights of Sidonia, that sort of thing, but hey, why, why finish those series for the first time when Futurama isn't going to watch itself again for the umpteenth time? Does that show ever really get old? I'm so glad they put it on Netflix, because 
I didn't watch it when it was in original syndication. But now that it's on Netflix, I think I've watched that series three or four times by myself. Easy. I think I've watched it once with my wife. But, you know, I watch way more Netflix than she does. So if Netflix is your game, great. As far as gaming, um, this week is actually really big for gaming. Um, so I'm going to list them by the dates, and then I'll tell you what systems they're on. On the 15th, you've got Bravely Second, End Layer, uh, for 3DS. Pretty big th- uh, RPG game. So uh, if you played the original Bravely, Def- or Bravely Default, then you've got a sequel. I don't know if it's a spiritual sequel or a direct sequel, but it's Bravely Second, the end layer. <laughs> and that comes out uh, once again. That actually came out this set, this evening, afternoon. Not really sure how, they, how you're going to qualify it. And then you've got uh, I Want to Be Human. I had never heard about this. Surprise, surprise. It was a Steam game. A lot of Steam games, so much so that I did not go into all the detail I absolutely could about every Steam game because we'd be here till next week in which I'd have a whole ton of Steam games to talk about. There is constant Steam game uploads, so much so that I'm not even sure I even have the full list. This is just the big games. So, uh, I Want to Be Human is a vampire girl, a hat boy, an adventure packed with tons of exploding body parts, go on a bloodthirsty rampage of death and destruction in a quest to become a human again. I watched it. It looks a lot like lot like um, Super Meat Boy. If Once again, if that's your thing, go for it. Meat Boy wasn't my thing, mostly because uh, I don't need to nurse an aggression issue. Uh, just, I really, it's one of those things I kind of want to avoid. I don't particularly feel like raging at a screen. Dark Souls 2, just about pushing it for me. I'm, I'm sorry, the running gun Super Meat Boy wasn't my thing. Binding of Isaac barely got me to that point, and I'm like, okay, it's time to stop playing these kinds of games. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And that's also on the 15th. On the 18th, you've got a game called Gears of War 4. The, it's a multiplayer beta. Guys, if you know what Gears of War is, uh, shoot me a message on Twitter. Heck, just leave a comment on here. Rate and go, uh, Gears of War, I, I think it was maybe a, I don't know, a role-playing game for Xbox? No, seriously, <laughs> I know what Gears of War is. I couldn't have lived through college if I hadn't at least seen Gears of War. Uh, didn't finish it. Uh, looked great. I, I love the story behind it. Just wasn't my cup of tea. A.K.A. That last big boss in number one. Just couldn't do it. I just really couldn't do it. That's on the 18th. On the 19th, you've got... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Gears of War was Xbox One, of course. On the 19th, you've got Axiom Verge for the Vita, so um, that probably won't get played. It's a side-scroller action-adventure game where the player controls Trace, a scientist who, after suffering a crippling injury, wakes up in an ancient and high-tech world. The game focuses on action and exploration and features over 60 items and power-ups. The gameplay borrows elements from classic games such as 
Metroid, Contra, Blaster Master, and Bionic Commando, among others. Hey, as far as that should be, actually, that should be really good. <laughs> um, I'm, I have a Vita. It stays plugged in just in case, so I'm like, oh man, I really want to play Minecraft on my PlayStation. I should just remote play it instead of playing Minecraft on my actual Vita. So I can rage and complain about how the internet is super slow when it's just really me slowing it down. So that should be pretty good. Then you've got Blues and Bullets. I had not heard of this one, but it sounds kind of cool. Um, the description I found was, the player will search for clues to find leads in the investigation. So like you're playing as like a detective for, uh, I want to say Al Capone. Could be wrong. Clues will include mutilated body parts. Clues can be matched to witnesses. There are also shooting second sections. So I'm pretty sure it's kind of like uh, L.A. Noir. The game's narrative is told in monochrome with occasional tints of color. Interacting with other characters also plays a large part in the game. So it is large. It looks like it sounds like it's really going to be more like Sin City, and that only certain things are going to be colored. Or uh, I think it's Schindler's List even that only certain things are going to be colored. So I'm imagining, since it's a crime game, that blood will be tinted red. Everything else will be tinted really uh, black and white. Maybe the glowing ends of cigarettes will glow as a regular orangish color. That'll be really cool artistically. Um, there's only one downside to that game is that it's episodic. Um, it's actually been released before, but episodes 1 and 2 are actually coming to the PlayStation 4. So that's kind of cool. I'm not a humongous episodic person. So I'm just kind of like, eh. I played some episodic games. I, I just really can't do it. Because I'm sorry, I don't want to pay 15, 20 bucks for two hours worth of game. And then, you know, three months down the road, another 20 bucks for two hours worth of game. I mean, it works for some people. It just doesn't work for me because I would sit and play the whole two hours in a couple of, well, in two hours. And then complain about it and go, I don't even care about it. The second part. I'm sorry. I'm not paying another 20 bucks. I've, I'm very choosy about my games as indiscriminately as I appear to buy them. Then you've got the Collider 2 for PC, another Steam game. That game looks like it's like a pod racing in space almost it looks like it's gonna have um vr uh compatibility so that ought to be really cool i haven't got into the vr game i've thought about it but i don't know that i can for right now put on a headset and not uh not feel a little bit shame inside maybe there'll be some games later down the road i always said if pokemon go said hey we're gonna do vr heads up augmented reality put on a headset and walk around town i absolutely would because i would play the ever-living daylights out of a pokemon game that said you can see pikachu in your surrounding environment just saying even though it is a pikachu not my favorite but hey what are you gonna do right then you've got um i just looked at this list and i was like whoa none of these like some of these are going to sound interesting to you. You can look them up. 
Ice Links for PlayStation PC. That's probably going to be a Steam game. Invisible Ink for PS4. I've seen some stuff, not a whole lot about it. Um, looks like almost like a uh, strategy game. I could be completely wrong, and I'm thinking of something else. IS Defense PC. Uh, Koi PS4. Langrisser Reincarnation Incarnation Tensei 3DS. Sounds like a Shin Gummy Tensei game. Just saying. Uh, with that word Tensei thrown in there. Definitely kind of lends some air to maybe it's a Tensei game. Loud on Planet X, PS4, PC, and Mac. That is one of the few games that I've noticed has Mac in the title. I do most of my stuff on a Mac and PlayStation 4. Actually, PlayStation 4 and Mac encompasses everything I do just about for right now. So, yeah, 3DS, I have it. When Monster Hunter comes out, I'm gonna, like, recluse up even more. Maybe I'll just move up into the attic so no one can bother me. Because, uh, it's Monster Hunter. Um, then let's see, you've got Melty Blood Actress again, current code for PC. That's most assuredly a Steam game. Because I don't picture any other, any other group publishing such a title. Pang Adventures, PS4. Um, don't really know a whole lot about that one. On the 20th, you've got Masquerade, The Baubles of Doom. I'm pretty sure that's going to be like a blood masquerade, like a vampire game. Uh, maybe I'm wrong and I'm thinking about only tabletop games. But it seems how it's reaching Xbox One, PC, PS4, the 360, PS3. I'm sorry, I'm reading. Nope, yep, I'm reading the right one. Uh, and PC, I'm pretty sure it's a Masquerade vampire game, which is not bad. Mega Magic for PC and Pollen for PC in the Rift. Um, so Pollen, um, it's an acronym, P-O-L-L-E-N, not the stuff that I'm currently choking to death in the Ohio Valley from. God help us all, it's spring, and that means, congratulations, you feel sick for like, I don't know, when it's fall start. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to go start going to bed in a gas mask. My wife will love that waking up to seeing my gas masked face going, Hi, you want some eggs? <laughs> then on the 21st, you've got Battlefleet Gothic Armada for uh, the PC. That looks like it's a Warhammer game. Uh, game Workshops looks like it's putting it out. I'm like 99% sure it's a Warhammer 40k game. Because uh, they had orcs in it, O-R-K-S. So, yeah, that kind of tips me off that it's going to have the orc boys. Who, uh, and then I seen something about Eldar in there. So, that ought to be really cool. I'm definitely going to look into that one. Because um, I hadn't really heard a ton about it. So, it looks like it's going to be an RTS. Which, um, if you believe what IGN puts out. Which, you should definitely take that with a grain of salt. They're saying that StarCraft 2, the world's probably, let's be honest, the world's biggest RTS, they say it's dead. Right. Yeah. The, <laughs> I read that one's like, who are they who are they asking? I mean, I every year I'll watch the Blizzard finals, mostly just because I don't have time to watch all of the world tournament of uh, StarCraft 2, but I'll watch the, at least the final mat, uh, matchup and say, okay, this is who I want to win. 
while they're loading up or whatever, I'll look up some extra stats and go, Oh, I like this player. They've been they're my they're my team. I'm big boss toss guy. Um, so with that, that should be pretty cool. You got Eternal Destiny for PC and Rogue Stormers for PC. That should be both Steam games. I mean, Battlefleet Gothic, it'll probably be available through Steam, but it's not a Steam game, if that makes sense. They're, uh, it's not someone publishing it only on Steam for the sake of publishing it on Steam. On the 22nd, you've got Lumo for Xbox One, PS4, Vita, PC, Mac, and Linux. So if you're a Linux gamer, congratulations, you now have one game. Then you've got the big games. The 22nd, you've got Star Fox Guard and Star Fox Zero, both for the Wii U. I'm a little confused about that one. Um, I'm not sure what the difference is. I don't own a Wii U. I can probably ask my brother, hey, if I help you fund it, will you play it and let me know how it is? But, uh, I'm, uh, Star Fox was game as a kid. I really enjoyed it. Uh, was not good at it, but I enjoyed it because bright shining lights, pretty much. I mean, who didn't play the original Star Fox and not love that? I actually think I have that as my cooking timer sound effect. So, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm, these games, I'm probably not gonna, like, purchase like, outright, immediately, I'm saving all my game purchases, because I know that in the coming months, my gaming catalog is just going to be decimated, I mean, we've got Lego Force Awakens, not to mention No Man's Sky, I think I seen last time it was checked, like, 63 more days till No Man's Sky, anything that has the words No Man's Sky, even if it's from IGN, Right now, they're the only ones publishing anything about No Man's Sky because they've like pretty much locked the creator in their closet. So I'm kind of excited about that. I've been looking way forward to that game. I played uh, Elite Dangerous quite a bit. Uh, it was hard, and it's one of those games where you go, okay, um, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I, I got to take a break. I spent the last hour trying to dock my ship. And I wrecked my ship and got shot up. So, coming from that game into No Man's Sky, it looks a lot funner, if that makes sense, but in a lot more vast. Like they were saying, you could probably play the game and you will never see anybody else. Which is a little sad because uh, I'm actually going to be trying to play with my dad. That's one of those games where it's like, hey, you don't have to go shooting everybody and unfortunately if anybody does see you they're probably going to shoot you but the size of the universe in is if it's as big as they're touting it to be and i do believe it's going to be pretty big I, it'll be hard enough just to find my dad on purpose but i'm excited about it the downside is it looks like it's only going to be coming to ps4 so i'm excited about that for that but I'm also a little sad that my brother won't get to play it because he's an Xbox One person. Um, there was a little bit of strategy there, but, you know, hey, what are you going to do? So then there's that, then there's The Force Awakens. That's, man, that's super exciting. A Le Lego games are one of my favorite. I picked up Lego Dimensions and fed that habit for a while. 
Um, there's only a few minor things I find wrong with LEGO Dimensions. And other than that, I've played al almost every LEGO game. I think I skipped Pirates of the Caribbean because I was like, how many different character types can you do? Small, pirate, maybe undead, like the skeletons, not zombies. Other than that, how are you going to go, oh, Captain Jack Sparrow is a different character type from William Turner versus, oh, what was the girl's name? Kira Knightley. I can't think of what her character's name was. You can also leave that in the comments and, you know, pan me for that. Now, as far as anime, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of stuff that's coming out in Japan, mostly because Japan gets a lot more anime than we do even on Netflix and Hulu. So if it's coming out in Japan, more than likely it's going to be coming out into Crunchyroll. So if you've got Crunchyroll, it might be a good time for you. Because some of these I've seen, like that I'm going to be listing, which is four of them, I'm kind of interested to watch them myself. So I may be canceling one of my Final Fantasy subscriptions and pick up Crunchyroll. So there's that. So the first one that I found that I am really excited about is actually, it is a, uh, it's, Gaia, you can, I'm going to be butchering these in Japanese, Gaikuten Saiben Sono Shinjutsu Igiari. So for those of you that don't speak terrible Japanese, as spoken by me, that is Phoenix Wright. If you've played the DS game Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, that is going to be episode 3, I believe, is going to be coming out in about 9 hours from this moment as of Friday, April the 15th, 7.21pm, episode 3 is coming out in 9 hours, so tomorrow morning. That is exciting to me. You have no idea how exciting that is is because um i'm a huge ace attorney fan ace attorney is one of those games where it's like whoa you get murder and death but you get zany characters no i'm just not quoting uh brental flosses you know uh ace attorney with lyrics i actually really enjoy that game right next to trauma center uh that was a really cool game until you got up to the guilt part and then which you're like can we just go back to fixing broken bones and lacerations? I'm not sure I want to do things like complex viruses and stuff like that. You mean you want me to do a surgery with a flashbulb from a camera? I think I want to go back. I think I want to go back now. So, so Ace Attorney was really cool. Got me through some really boring times when I had dial-up when I moved to Tennessee. So, I really can't complain about that. Because those games will keep you busy. Because it's not just going to give you how to beat the game on a platter. The second anime that I found that sounds interesting is Myogia. Probably, once again, butchered that. 30 young men and women who, come, who came together on a shady bus tour. The tour's destination... An elusive, possibly non-existent village called Nakakimura. 
in Nakakamura, one can lead a utopian existence free of the world's obstacles, or so it was rumored, like an urban legend. In despair over the real world, wanting to escape the tedious daily life, wanting to restart your life from scratch. The bus headed deep into the mountains carrying 30 people, each harboring their own expectations and wounds in their heart. And so, the place these 30 arrive at was an uninhabited village with the lingering faint sense of life, even though it was falling apart. Hey, there you go. That started um, not too long ago, and episode 4 is coming out, so that should be really good. Um, the average score for right now is a 60.8, and it's a 24 minutes long. And in America, in English, it's called The Lost Village. So that should be pretty cool. Um, it's a mystery show, so I'm kind of excited for that one. Sorry for the sniffling. Like I said, pollen. P-O-L-L-E-N. It's messing me up. So I'm like a big fan of like that kind of genre. Like uh, Danganronpa. I consumed that one like no one else's business. Uh, but so that should be interesting. It's one of those, I've seen the cover title, and I was like, ooh, that looks kind of cool. So, I'm probably going to be checking that one out, even if it's in Japanese. Because, hey, you know, I've got a new daughter, why not introduce her to Japanese language? The next one, Kamiwaza Wanda. The story is set, is set in a world where every event has been turned into programs, and mysterious monsters known as Promen maintain the world. However, many promen have turned into bugs, known as bugmen, are responsible for many of the world's real-life bugs. Left alone, they may eventually turn into a big problem. The boy, Yuta, encounters the space dog Wanda, and the pair use a camera-like device and key items to capture bugmen. Promen themselves are able to do things like accelerate objects, spew fire, or create objects through an ability known as Kamiwaza miracle and are able to fend off bugmen with it at first the bugmen only cause bothersome things but it will soon elevate into a global scale threat can one boy and one dog save the world that should be interesting sounds a lot like uh mega man nt warrior mega man access mega man beast beast plus that sort of thing I was a big Mega Man fan as a kid and still am and still would absolutely trade anything for a PET if you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, look it up. It also sounds a lot like Pokemon or even like things, something like Yokai Watch. Um, I've, that's on Netflix recently and I've been watching that one and it's alright. I really can't complain about it. So this is actually not out yet. But it's going to be coming out this month, or at least it should be. Um, so keep your eyes out for that one. No no English title yet. But uh, it's it looks like it's going to be good. I know I've said that mostly because I picked all of these, and I didn't think I was... I, I wasn't going to pick one and go, nope, skip it, nope. Because if it didn't look cool to me and sound really cool to me, I wasn't going to talk about it. Just... Just being honest. So most everything you're going to hear me talk about anime-wise is going to be like, this looks good, this looks good. Just because of the sheer number of animes to come out, I really want to talk about the ones that I think are going to be pretty cool. 
Now, the last one I am really excited about. I mean, really, really. I seen that and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm mentioning that one. And that is Macross Delta. It's set eight years after the events of Macross F. Um, so that, and that was uh, Macross Frontier. That is actually uh, on episode three. Uh, the episode three is coming out, started on April 3rd. Macross is, for what most Westerners know, as Robotech. That came out, uh, oh gosh, my dad was a kid. So, gosh, I don't know when that would have been. But I watched it with my dad on original VHS and then DVD. Like, the original, not like even high-def DVDs, just a DVD. And there was uh, Robotech Macross Saga, then Robotech Masters, which was... Then Robotech Lost, uh, not Lost Generation, New Generation. That one was really cool. That one really, like, set the tone for anime to me. That and Voltron. Those were, like, the first things I really remember watching anime-wise. That's what got me into anime. You're telling me a military show that the planes transform into mechs. Who fight space aliens. Now that sounds really generic as an anime. But if you think about it in the 90s. You had Gundam Wing. Which was like armies using mechs against each other. Which is cool. But these mechs also didn't transform into jet fighters. So take the love of jet fighters as a kid. Mix it with aliens fighting aliens. And then eventually fighting with aliens. And you've just got this beautiful anime that started, that really started me down the path of anime. Like, that was the first thing that I really remember watching anime-wise. That, and like I said, Voltron, right at the same time. You're, you're talking about giant lion robots that form into one robot that fight space aliens. I mean, that sounds a lot like Power Rangers, the, what do you think, the, uh, Super common riders, but even things like Power Rangers, I, I didn't get into because mostly because of the campy acting and the terrible, well, the really just terrible acting. But I mean, I can appreciate it now. As a kid, it was just like this seems dumb. Like I don't particularly want to fight, see giant robots fight aliens, which seemed weird. That that's exactly what Voltron was, but it was like. Lions, the cool, as a kid, I think the next coolest animal after lions would have been wolves, which if they had put wolves, I probably would have lost my mind as a kid, but those two animes started me down the road to eventually where I'm watching Naruto, Full Metal Alchemist, Avatar, Avatar, the Korra, Korra, Knights of Sidonia, things like that. Things, I mean, Parasite, Danganronpa, things like that. So, if you really think about it, what you first watch really formulates what you're going to watch for the rest of your life. Like, yeah, you're not going to always be like, oh my gosh, this one genre. Like, I, I love Gundam, it just doesn't hold the same place in my heart as convertible mechs. So, 
I'm able to appreciate things like Power Rangers that much more now. But there's things like that. Even like just giant mechs fighting aliens. So when Pacific Rim came out, I lost my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh. Giant robots fighting giant monsters. This is like everything that my 12-year-old self, my 8-year-old self, would die to see. If I took Pacific Rim or even that, that was the Gritty Power Rangers trailer, or even some of the new Robotech that's coming out, or Voltron, which is going to be on Netflix soon, which you will hear me singing its praises, I'm sure. If you took that back to my 8-year-old self, my 8-year-old self would die. My head would explode. Same with gaming. Think about it. Take a look at the Final Fantasy 15 demo. Not even the full game. Just give my give give my eight year old self that twenty minute demo of Final Fantasy fifteen. I would have died. My mind would have exploded. I would have wet myself out of pure excitement. I mean, I remember playing Final Fantasy six, and it, you, you, when I was a kid, it was that conscious moment of like, do I like I'm in the middle of this really big dungeon. Do I go to the... I, I kind of have to go to the bathroom. I, as a kid, I had to really contemplate, hmm, should I finish this dungeon and risk just absolutely wetting myself? Or stop playing the game and go to the bathroom? Which seems like a weird topic to discuss. But that was back then, Final Fantasy VI, which is still amazing. Square Enix, if you want to remake it, don't. Final Fantasy VII, I, I enjoyed it. It, to me, is not the cult classic that everyone else thinks it is. That's my own cross to bear. But don't make it episodic. That's really not the point. If you show my 8-year-old self Final Fantasy XV demo, that's only 20 minutes long and just say, don't even tell myself how long it is. First of all, the graphics... Like, even, it sounds weird, even television programs weren't even that good-looking. I mean, it's really interesting to see where technology has taken us. And, like, taking the newer things that you loved as a kid, and just imagine showing that to your younger self. You know, for a lot of you, it's... Show your younger self an iPhone 6, an iPhone 7, or whatever they're up to. I'm a Galaxy person. Show them the newest iPhone. Back then, you thought the Razor was hot stuff. If you had the Razor, man, you were the coolest kid in school, literally. But now it's like, I have the iPhone 7, and it's a little slow. Things like that. Like, hey, we no longer have a pager. We have things where we can send words to each other and we can read them. And that is how you will communicate almost solely. So, I mean, th think about it like that. So, take games and movies and especially, like, anime. How much it's changed since the 90s, the 80s. Back when 
a lot of people who watch anime now got their start. Like, I didn't start watching anime in the 80s. I started it in the 90s with things that my dad watched that are considered now almost anime legend, almost anime classic. We're not talking, you know, Naruto, that sort of thing. Even Naruto leaps and bounds ahead of what was going on in the 90s. So that's exciting to me. So getting to talk about anime and gaming, that to me is like so exciting. Because like I said near the beginning of this podcast, I am an introvert shut in. Well, I'm an extrovert, but I don't like people, if that makes sense. I like going when I have to. I like going and meeting them. But I prefer to stay inside and watch Netflix and play games. Like Tales of Zestria, why not? Anything that I can really throw myself into. So, when it came time to talk about maybe doing a podcast, me and my brother and one of my best friends, who I'm going to plug his channel again here near the end, we talked a lot about, well, he's covering movies. All the new movies he's going to see. I'm more of a gaming type. Like, even in college, like, hey, we're going to go hang out. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. What was I doing? I was playing my game. Even things, even like GameCube. I was always playing a game, coming up with an idea, watching an anime that everyone's like, this is just weird. That way, it, it, it's, it was one of those, how do you explain, now that anime, well, even when I was in college, and that was only, what, I started five years ago, I think. I can't remember. Watching anime wasn't super... Yep, smiled upon. Maybe it was just my college. But... Now a lot more people are actually watching anime. Like, people that I didn't think would be watching anime... Are now watching anime. And basically encouraged me to finish... One of the animes that I started and was like... Eh! My father-in-law, who I didn't picture watching anime, recommended to me the Knights of Sidonia. I had already started it, but I was just not finishing it. I'm near the end of season two, which is all that there is for right now. And I was like, wow, I was recommended this to my father-in-law. So now anime is becoming so embraced. So... In, I'm going to say in conclusion. Anime is something... Especially anime. Anime is something that you can get behind. Start with something... Really that is widely praised. Naruto. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Avatar. Avatar is like on the edge of cartoon anime. It's a good start place to start. Because it has a much bigger story. And then especially when you get into Avatar Legends of Korra. You just get so much story. So much development of characters. That it's done. It looks cartoony. But it's an anime. And it's heart. It's an anime. So in conclusion. Go watch Netflix. There's going to be new stuff coming out. Uh, from what I've seen. Minions is going to be coming out. I'm not exactly sure on the date. So I'm sure, once again, everything will be colored yellow with a single eye. And we all get to go, uh-huh, 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 no. But we'll all go watch it on Netflix and go, that was funny. 
Not sure it was worth the three months of commercialization, but that was funny. Um, so go watch something. Go watch anime. Get Crunchyroll. There we go. That's my one recommendation. Get Crunchyroll. Watch five episodes of anime and then decide if a series is good. If I had watched only one episode of some of my favorite animes, I probably wouldn't have finished them. You gotta give it five episodes. Give them some development time. You can't just base it off the pilot episode because a lot of TV shows, if you look at it just by its pilot episode, you're not going to be watching a lot. Even House. one of the That sounds really weird to compare it to that, but House was not super popular in its pilot. It was weird. It was different. But it became sensational and is sensational and will be one of my binge watches much later. So yeah, get Crunchyroll. Watch five episodes of an anime. Then sit down and go, what didn't you like about it? Ask some friends. Ask the internet. Reddit is your friend. Ask and say, hey, I liked this aspect of this anime. I didn't like this aspect. What can, what should I watch? Get some recommendations. Talk to your people you know. So yeah, that's um, my closing monologue there. So if you want to find me on uh, Twitter, it's at Studio. Uh, that, so that's actually really cool there. Um, highly recommend one of my friend's podcasts. Yes, once again, running that, uh, run, doing shameless plugging of a channel. Uh, I'm sorry, it's bad underscore wolf studio. Sorry. Um, go follow my friend at the film slate pod. Uh, big film podcast talking about. I think he's going to be talking about Jungle Book next week. He just finished a huge episode on Star Wars. You just missed a good Star Wars giveaway. They gave out two digital codes for Star Wars The Force Awakens. They're, they, they're awesome there. They have some really good commentary. They've covered Batman versus Superman. What did and didn't work. So it's some really good stuff. So go check that out at the Film Slate pod and if you have any questions comments you can tweet me you can please rate me five stars rate me on itunes show me some love uh this is the inaugural episode tell me what you did tell me what you didn't like think i should do differently what i should keep the same so i appreciate all that feedback and thank you and have a great night love you so much